is a Boston-based band comprised of Amy Heideman and Nick Newton. The two met at Berklee College of Music, became a couple, and quickly started performing music together. They wanted to take music back to a time when it wasn't about 20-layered tracks, many of them digitized, but rather just a girl with a killer voice and guitar, and a boy with style and harmonies, and a box drum. That simple equation led to a string of popular YouTube cover videos, which propelled them to the top of many people's favorites folder. Upon establishing themselves as a determined musical force, they then started releasing their own original songs, which have received the same amount of appreciation from their ever-growing fan base. Amy and Nick have created a style all their own and is built on strong intelligent lyrics and infectious melodies that seep into your brain and remain there for days. This style is a blend of pop, jazz, R&B, classic rock and blues and you may be thinking no one could possibly combine all of that and make it work and yet here they are, Carmen. Not only do they make it work, but they make it seem effortless. You'd think that they'd been playing music together since birth. There's no competition for center stage, nor any hint of one string from the other to experiment during a live performance. 
because if one chooses to veer down a path less traveled to see what kind of musical fun lurks therein, the other is right beside them, a smile on their lips as they face it together. Over time, they've added several instruments to their repertoire thanks in no small part to their musical aptitude, and this is reflected in some of their newer work which has more of a full-bodied sound. Still, what they love best is performing live, with the least amount of noise, creating simple yet powerful music.
Okay, I've got with me both Amy Heidemann as well as Nick Newton from Carmen. Now, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about them later on and, and whatnot. The, the fact remains that their sound is absolutely fantastic. And it's not just me who feels that way. Their reputation has shot up on the internet, thanks in no small part, to the fantastic covers that they've done of various songs through their YouTube channel. So we're going to get into that as well as some other stuff. But for now, thank you both for coming on the show. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Thank Roger. you so much, Roger. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna start with a little bit of individual musical background prior to when you met at Berkeley, and we're gonna to touch on Berkeley as well. So we'll start with you, Nick. What was your experience before Berkeley? All right. Well, I started. I was actually lucky enough to have a, uh, a program, a public school program, where they made everybody start an instrument in fourth grade. So I, uh, I I was always kind of the weird kid. I wore shorts on the way in like November and December. Like I just wanted to be different, you know what I mean? And uh, clearly not much has changed. But uh, I um, so I grabbed the trombone. So not a lot of other kids did. And I was like, all right, all right. All right. And you know, I could barely make any noises out of it. But it came pretty fast. And I ended up doing that. And that's kind of actually what I still studied all the way through Berkeley. But um, so I, I was that was my first instrument. I took a year of piano lessons when I was in fifth grade. And that was my only piano training, <laughs> extensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, besides that, what was we grew up with a house with a lot of classic rock, Beatles, Billy Joel, you know, like uh, all the classic Stones, Doors. And uh, there was always musicals around in the house, too. I remember I had like the whole um, Les Miserables. I, I may, uh, yeah, I had that whole play, the whole musical pretty much memorized when I was like 10 years old. So we always had that kind of music playing in the house and we'd always sing, we wash dishes and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I got everything, everything uh, started, I guess. And what we've seen from the videos as well is that you're actually playing a lot of different instruments now as well, which, which helps build the sound of the band as well. Is there anything that you're still looking to pick up eventually? Uh, well, Amy's got guitar now, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> Good thing, because I'm kind of—I don't know if I'm left-handed or what—but I'm, I, I, guitar is, just comes hard to me, a lot harder than piano. Uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe uh, eventually some like some set, some drum set or some stuff like that. But I'm gonna have to learn how to sing first, and then I'll, I'll get back to you. Well, actually, your singing is not half bad. I, I'm uh, very impressed with your <laughs> the harmonization between you two is just fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's we're, we're, everything's a work in progress, you know, and we're trying to each day just get a little bit better, stay getting a little better. Yeah. Well, the thing to keep in mind, too, is like, again, with you guys, because so much of it is done locally, you can add as many different instruments as you want to fill in the sound as you'd like to. Right. Exactly. Yep. And- OK, let's move on to Amy then. So before Berkeley, what's your sort of musical background and training? Well, I'm from a little town in Nebraska called Seward. So Seward, Nebraska, not a lot of music is happening there. It's all football. So so that's a, a big reason that I'm not really into sports because it was something I was surrounded with as a child. But I took piano lessons for, gosh, seven or eight years, and I play no piano now. <laughs> so that's <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, I found my singing voice in middle school, and I started performing at talent shows at shopping malls. Um, I started winning shopping mall talent shows all over Nebraska. Um, So you were that little girl with the pink ponytail things in the little flowery dress singing? That was me. Awesome. And, you know, my mom just kind of clenching the program in the audience, (laughs) Um, just kind of driving me around the state of Nebraska and, you know, eventually started winning a lot of these little talent shows. So um, 
I don't know. In Nebraska, it was hard to to take music seriously as a as an occupation. It was hard for anybody to really believe that I could do it as a job one day. So somehow, um, after doing show choir, which is kind of similar to the television show Glee, <laughs> <laughs> that's really popular in the Midwest, show choir, and it was actually featured in the last episode where you have the sparkly dresses and you sing and dance. Um, I did a lot of that in high school and won a few awards for that. Um, and then somehow ended up auditioning for Berkeley College of Music, which was my first time on an airplane, you know, flew to, I think it was Chicago to audition. It was my first audition for anything. It was just really intense, really intense. And then all of a sudden I had this, had these big, huge welcoming arms from Boston with a scholarship to Berkeley. And they, um, they put me into a wedding band actually, which is something that I'm still doing today. I am a wedding singer <laughs> Okay. on the weekends. <laughs> so that's a pretty huge leap though. When you're taking any kind of leap like that towards a creative endeavor, whether, you know, it's, it's acting, singing or writing or something like that, especially at that age. And when you're looking at something as prestigious as Berkeley College of Music, that's a huge leap. It's a hell of an accomplishment. It must have felt good to feel that that's something that you, you had inside of you is going to be nurtured and actually you don't have to let it go and just work for the man to make your living. You can actually chase that dream. Yeah, it was very overwhelming. And at that point, I didn't really understand what it meant to work for the man, so to speak. Um, the nine to five job came later. Until so you, we can until you did. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that later or some other time. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, because that college doesn't come free. Right. Exactly. Oh, boy. <laughs> and living no, in sir. Boston is not cheap either. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you guys still live in Boston, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Berkeley then when you got there. How did it come about that you guys worked together? Well, we okay, so we actually, so I came in as a trombone. We're, we're the same year. Actually, our birthdays are two days apart. Which is uh, really strange. Yeah, in, in April. So so we, I don't know if we really met or not uh, freshman year. We kind of, we knew of each other. We played in a bunch of different shows because I played horns for, you know, a bunch of different, like a Stevie Wonder tribute and whatever. So whenever they needed some horn sections for like, you know, show coming up, I was in a lot of those. And a lot of times I was also a vocalist in those tribute shows at Berkeley. Right. So then that we, we knew of each other and whatever. And then actually the beginning, that was all through freshman year and beginning of sophomore year, we actually started dating. And we're still dating. <laughs> <laughs> and we're engaged. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're a couple. Surprise. And I think, <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with the with the chemistry. Yeah, what chemistry? The musical chemistry oh, and the yeah. personal chemistry. Yeah. We are a couple, you know, we are engaged. So it's it's a kind of a different thing. And a lot of people think we're crazy, Roger, for We are crazy, Roger. For <laughs> for having a relationship and pursuing a band. Let's be very clear. We are crazy. You know what, though? The thing is, is that, like I was telling you earlier, with a lot of bands, even if they've been together a number of years, unfortunately, they, they don't always sound like they belong together. They don't always sound. It sounds like it was literally you got three guys that have been playing together forever, but they need another guy to fill in the sound. So then you get somebody else and it throws everything off with yeah. you guys. Whether it's by virtue of the fact that you are a couple or by virtue of the fact that you just tend to at least you appear to gel so well together at least musically <laughs> um that uh. it works it it feels as if you're listening to a band that's been together and works together very very well and again that's rare it's 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 something that you guys should be commended for 
Oh, thank you. That thank means you. that means a lot. Yeah, and it was it's funny how that how it came about. Yeah, it, it, because when we first started, Carmen, we started writing songs together through college. You know, after we'd been dating for a few years, and we actually started. Amy started up her own group, and it was the same thing. You know, like it's really hard, really everybody to have everybody on the same page in a, in a big group. If you have four or five, six people in the band, is really really hard. And it is, it's really special if you can get everybody to, you know, to actually have that same, come be, not even be reading the same book, but be reading the same page. And then, so for finally, we were trying to do our own thing, whatever, you know, other, other groups. And then we said, screw it. Let's just do our own thing. Let's just be like a modern Simon you know, and Garfunkel and let's just do this. And as a duo, as a duo, <laughs> right. It's and just, it's funny that you should use them as an example because just like them, what I was saying before as well, too, your harmonizations are just amazing. And it's something that I'm noticing more as you're doing newer songs as well. Um, like in Everything is Right, the, the, the harmony is just spot on, beautiful. And I'm noticing it, like I said, in a lot of the newer stuff, too. I don't know if you're making... I don't know, a conscious effort to put more of that in your songs, but whatever it is, it's working. Yeah, we are actually. <laughs> we, we've, we have had people compliment us on that. And a lot of people have requested that Nick sing a little bit more uh, or that the audio levels, you know, that our voices are a little bit more equal with each other rather than having Amy's voice as the lead vocal the whole time, for example. Um, so we've, we've been trying to kind of cater to those requests and it's definitely working in our favor. Well, I don't know that it's so much that we need to hear his voice louder. I think that what I've heard at least so far, again, it's all about the harmony. The, the person that's harmonizing doesn't have to be as loud. It just has to have that special ring that the two voices sound so beautiful together and yours both do. Now, that being said, taking, taking a step away from the, 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 the vocals, one of the things that you've sold Carmen as as well is that back to basics type of music where it's not about having the full band experience it's about you know a guy in a box and a girl in a guitar and it works I would imagine it works very well live as well are you finding that when you're performing places yeah we're actually we we get that's our we think our biggest strongest point does that make any sense (laughs) kind of did (laughs) <laughs> our strong suit is playing live i mean that's where yeah. that's where we really feel we can actually like the really the songs are able to breathe and that's when the magic kind of you know it, it comes to life and we're really excited the more and more we play together it gets better and better and better and the more in tune we get with you know how we feel certain sections of each song and really can feed off each other more and more but i feel like live especially when we're able to actually really go on an extended tour and just play you know every night we get to play in front of everybody i mean we're we can't wait because we're ready to just kill that. Yeah, nothing beats connecting with an audience either. I mean, YouTube is is all good and fun, but mm-hmm. we just love being able to play for people in person and be able to see their reaction to the, this unique kind of sound that we've created. Yeah. Well, the thing too is that because you guys do so many covers as well, you're introducing something that is immediately recognizable to the audience, but you're putting your own spin on it, which then makes the person kind of, you get that, that moment of aha that you see in their eyes where they, they either love it or they don't. And it's that immediate feedback for you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's probably a lot more favorable than the trolls on YouTube. <laughs> Those comments aren't always the best. You know about the YouTube trolls. Oh, they're out there, man. They'll get you. They're, they're everywhere. Now let's talk about that too. Not, not so much that, but, but YouTube. Um, 
but before that too, like when we're talking about your live performances and how you're you're down to that basic level of, of music background, are you finding that because of how much recording you're doing for YouTube via your videos and whatnot, that you have the ability to be as simple or as extravagant as you want, laying down as many different tracks using all of your various musical talents. Yeah, absolutely. I think the starting Carmen it, for the very beginning was just making like simplicity. We wanted to have uh, really catchy lyrics, uh, sorry, really catchy melody, great lyrics, and just have like a beat and a chordal instrument, be it guitar or piano. But we just wanted it to be very simple, not, you know, not crazy, crazy, crazy. Some of our favorite songs, like the hip hop, whatever it is, there's, you know, you track, you're melodic, or, and then you're, uh, you know, you're, you're different. There's not like 15 tracks lined up. So and that's kind of where Carmen started. We wanted to be able to just do that by ourselves and be able to make that really simple. But yes, when we go in and we can actually do some of the, because most of the videos we're doing now are live. But when we go in and do some of the pre-recorded stuff, we can then we can blare some trombone, do some piano, put some different synth sounds on there. And it's really, that stuff is, is really fun too. It can be really exciting. It'd be cool if you could play trombone, sing, and play piano and come home at the same time. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm working on it. He's working on that. <laughs> Okay. Now, how much of your success are you feeling right now can be directly attributed to YouTube and to the videos that you've done for there? Oh, goodness. Uh, I can't give you a percentage, but it's it's pretty significant. Um, you know, we pretty much just started the group about a year ago. So, you know, given that, I mean, what would you say? We've got... YouTube helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're in a, we're in a time right now where it is, and I don't want to make light of how difficult it is to get yourself known and whatnot, but it's a lot easier now than it used to be. So you can go on YouTube, you can become that literally overnight sensation if it goes viral, but okay. if you have the persistence to keep at it, even if it has not gone viral, you will continue to build and build and build upon that success. And in your case, where you have so many fantastic, let's be very honest here, fantastic covers that you do, you put your own spin on it. And it's not, you know, some dude in his bathroom singing to the mirror. It's a, it still has a certain amount of a of, of, of professional sound to it. Then I mean, you guys have just shot up because of that. And then on top of that, once you've attained a certain level that you're happy with, you can toss in your own original work to say, listen, we can do it on our own as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much the whole model. Uh, with YouTube and with all the Twitter, Facebook, all these social networks, like it is absolutely, like you said, it is a lot easier. Like we can just upload a video and then, you know, the next day, you know, thousands of people have access to it overnight. But at the same time, there's so much more noise. Anybody can upload a video to YouTube. Yeah. Anybody can have a Facebook page. Anybody, and because of that, like back in the Beatles days, you couldn't put an album out unless you had a label. Right. And now, like you know, you can as long as you have the the backing or the resources, you can do whatever you want. Not that doesn't necessarily mean anybody's going to hear it. <laughs> right. But, I think that's the challenge. You know, the playing field has been leveled where you can have your your content out in the world for people to see, but there's so much more content. We're still, we just never get tired of people complimenting us because there's so much more out there they could choose to listen to instead right. of Carmen. So <laughs> in that, in that we feel the persistence is really gonna, like you said, is really gonna be able to kick in. Yeah, we're, we're sticking to it. We're in here, we're gonna, we're gonna be in here till, uh, till it breaks out. You know? So, <laughs> so we're, it is, it is very exciting. It is exciting, but there is, as, as good as it is, there is, I mean, millions and millions of views on a lot of YouTube covers that, 
aren't necessarily, you know, the most killing guys out there, yeah. but, but it, you know, but that's how it works. And that's, just, that's how it is. But every one of them as well, if, if, unless it's something that it's one of those, it's so bad, you have to see it kind of deal. But right. Right. in a lot of those other cases, it is still something we're in. Um, there's something there. And in, in some cases it's, an appreciation of the music, even if it's not the best, you can tell that they're they're trying or something or right. a specific talent somewhere. And you guys have obviously you have the talent, you have the voices and, and everything else. One of the other things that I think draws a lot of people in as well is that you don't take yourselves too seriously in your videos. And yeah. that's something that, unfortunately, we're not seeing a lot in commercial videos where it's, oh, so serious. But with you guys, we're listening to people that we could just as easily see in our living room, just picking up a guitar, shooting the shit over a beer and listening to you guys play. And that really strikes a chord with a lot of people. Bad pun, but you know what I mean. That's, yeah, that's yeah, really, no, that's great to hear. Cause a lot of times Nick will say, I just want to be that guy that somebody wants to have a beer with. So that's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a, that's a great, uh, there's a word there, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that main education you were talking about, right? I, I, okay. He's going to get the accent. <laughs> All right, so now let's just talk about your newest video that you just put out, 23, which I just listened to today, as a matter of fact. And it's fantastic. So you're the one. I'm the one person. No, no, you guys got a bunch of comments already. It doesn't take long for the comments to appear. As we discussed, that's not always good. But in this case, they were positive. Um, tell me about the song. That was one we actually wrote about a year and a, I think it was before we were Carmen. Or before, I think, right when we were just thinking about the idea of having Carmen. That was, uh, we just pretty much... That's an oldie when we pulled out of the archives, actually. Yeah, we really wanted to show people kind of the diversity of our writing because it does kind of delve into that incubus kind of rock edge every once in a while. I mean, with our instrumentation, you can't really tell it's a rock feel mm -hmm. all the time. But that, yeah, that was a song that one of the first songs that we wrote together. So we wanted to put that out and see what kind of response we got. How much attention now are you putting towards your originals versus working on covers? Ooh. We're trying to get it shifted over to 50 50. Um, I think for a while, their covers was probably 80%. Uh, at least, yeah. We put a lot, a lot of effort into covers the last four to five months. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that because it's a great way. Like you said, if we, if we do our own spin, if we do it different enough, people will think, oh, okay, these are you know, actual you know, musicians or people that are trying to do creative doing their own thing mm -hmm. so then hopefully that'll make them want to check out more originals yeah. but uh but it was fun roger when we when we uploaded our first original for what was it two or three months since the last original we posted mm -hmm. we noticed a big increase in people uh viewing it so that was exciting so it shows that our covers are kind of leading people to our original music as well yeah well, again, here's another compliment for you. When you are going through all of your songs, the um, again, you have a sound, which, again, I, I don't know whether you had to work at it or not, but it's there. And it's it's obviously something that people respond to and, and, and like, which I most certainly do as well. And so when you're listening to all of your songs on YouTube, whether you're going through the links there or you're going through the links on your site, what's happening is that the songs that you have written are just as good, if not better, than many of the other songs that you've covered. And they've got that same sound, that same style. So it works. You don't feel like you're listening to something like 
again thinking oh this is just somebody wrote this and they're not important no it's just as good when i'm listening to everything is right seriously i will be putting that on my ipod it's it's going to be on my daily listening list they're that good so but i can appreciate how even as time goes on you still want to be able to draw in new listeners by virtue right. of releasing those covers that they're going to keep coming back for sure right exactly well thank you very much we're really really that means a lot you're making our day right now roger <laughs> somebody has to there you go well you're, you're going to be married soon trust me you're going to need other people complimenting you <laughs> oh the truth stings oh. now when you're when you're talking about or when you're considering new music to do as well i Yes, you're musicians, but it's become quite obvious from all the videos that the video aspect is very important to you, too. You're having a lot of fun. Some of them are quite intricate as well. Are you planning some of those ahead of time and that's what's in your brain? You know what I mean? That there are certain things you would really like to do? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yes and sometimes no. Um, there's a lot of videos that we did have a concept. Like if you saw for our original song, Gold, yeah. we spent a lot of time you know, writing out the words to the chorus and trying to figure out different ways to present those on mm -hmm. screen. Whereas some of the covers, you know, oh my gosh, it snowed yesterday. Let's make a giant snowman and dance with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving you for the snow guy. <laughs> that wasn't as intentional. I mean, I guess the day before we had kind of spoken about it, let's go outside and build a snowman. But it, yeah, yeah it, it kind of varies it's cool it gives it a whole nother element than just the music because then it's a whole visual thing as well and we definitely try to include a lot of humor in it and i think a lot of credit for the editing and putting it all together has got to go to amy because a lot of times i am i work at a boxing club <laughs> so a lot during of, the day so a lot of times i'm at work there when she's doing majority of the editing so a lot of that when that comes together that's that is amy's credit yeah Awesome. Well, and, I learned, and I learned everything I know from YouTube. So YouTube tutorials all the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, we're going to stop there and I'm going to let you guys play a live song for us because I, nothing makes me happier than sitting back and being serenaded by fantastic musicians. So I'm going to let you guys oh, take right. it away. Thank all you, right, Roger. Thank you. All right, so this is Everything is Right.
Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, I want to take just this moment to thank you again very much for taking the time out of your busy schedules. I really do appreciate it. I love talking to people who are so enthusiastic and love what they do. And and if they're good at it, it's even more fun. And you guys are fantastic. <laughs> so again, thanks for taking the time. And just to plug, you have a performance at the Best Buy store in Boston on the 23rd. Is it a specific one? The one right on Newberry Street, yeah. uh, Newberry and Mass Ave. Okay, and that's going to be April 23rd. If you are in Boston, people, trust me, go see this show. You will love it. So, again, thanks for taking the time. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Roger. You've been thinking nothing happens by mistake. If doors are closing, doors will open in their place.
was Everything is Fine and Carbon Copy, two songs that I adore. Make certain to check out the videos for each, and you can go to carmenmusic.com slash videos for links to all of their YouTube releases as well as some live performances. You can also purchase their CDs from the site. And speaking of their CDs, Amy and Nick were kind enough to send me four copies of their EP, Inside Out. The EP contains four of their original songs. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm keeping one of these. I want it for my car to listen to on those boring drives around town. This leaves three for you guys. Just send an email to thevinylexperience at gmail.com and in the subject line, write Carmen CD giveaway. And that's Carmen with a K. I'll send out the CDs to the first three people who contact me. Easy as that. Push you away. Before you get a chance to do the same, maybe you're right, it's safer this way alone. It seems so much safer alone. Then you come to me, and everything that scares me sinks away. 
Heather Green started her musical career in LA where she released her first EP, One Year Happy, in January 2009. While in Los Angeles, she performed live at many popular clubs, sharing the stage with exceptionally talented performers. That is until she moved to Halifax, Nova Scotia later that year. Since arriving in Canada, she's continued to make a name for herself, though now with the Maritimes music scene. The East Coast of Canada is known for many things absolutely amazing seafood, incredibly friendly people, and a strong musical backbone that's woven through all aspects of their culture. It takes a lot of talent to thrive in that kind of atmosphere, and that's just what Heather has done. She now shares the stage with the best from the East Coast, and she can do that thanks to a heart-wrenching voice, lyrics which we can easily relate to, and simple soulful melodies which make listeners sigh and sit back. Check out her site at ReverbNation.com slash Heather Green to read more about her as well as to listen to more of her songs. You can
one of the dangers of playing the guitar for hours on end every single day is that you can develop injuries to your arms and shoulders from the strain. This may sound unlikely to some, however, I happen to know someone who went through the very same thing that has afflicted Manelli Jamal, and much like Manelli, it killed him not being able to play while his injury healed. That's why we haven't heard as much from Manelli for the last little while. Still, you can't keep a driven musician quiet for long. Despite not being able to play his guitar, Manelli has been experimenting with digital tracks on his computer and created several fantastic songs. In addition to this, he also picked up an electric guitar to mess around on. People have gotten used to his acoustic genius, so this will be quite different, though no less mesmerizing. Here are a few of his brand new tracks for you to enjoy. As always, you can find out more about Manelli at ManelliJamal.com. As for myself, you can find out more about me at TheVinylExperience.com and on Twitter at Twitter.com slash VinylExperience. If you're an unsigned or indie musician that would like to be featured on the podcast, check out the submission guidelines on the site. I would love to hear from you. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at TheVinylExperience at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget about that Carmen CD giveaway and we'll talk to you soon.